You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011 this is kansas bowling with trauma entertainment and you're listening to nowhere california welcome to nowhere california presents our conversations with miranda robin and writer director of bc butcher kansas bowling hey everybody welcome to this new edition of nowhere california presents this is Josh, as always, and we are continuing our coverage from the Days of the Dead convention. And in this installment of Nowhere California Presents, you're going to get two conversations from two people behind the great trauma picture, BC Butcher. First up will be Miranda Robin. She is the stepmom of the writer-director of BC Butcher, Kansas Bowling. And in this conversation, she kind of tells us about her involvement on the production and just getting her hands into the mix of this movie, BC Butcher, and helping out on set and you know what i can keep going and going and it won't really do it justice because the conversation's a whole lot better so here is our conversation with miranda robin we are at days of the dead and we're talking to miranda robbins uh, robin see i did it already uh, about uh trauma pictures bc butcher how's the con been so far for you it has been really fun and actually it's my first one and so i normally come here just as a patron and yeah. now i'm here having fun and selling autographs and selling DVDs and meeting people. It's kind of the same with us. We kind of were here as fans for a while and then we started up the podcast and we're like, mm-hmm. we're here as press now. Wow. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I guess to jump right into BC Butcher, how did you uh, get involved with the movie? Well, actually, the director is actually my stepdaughter. Oh. Um, and I actually ended up helping with the film at first. I was doing actually makeup and craft services and then the character who's supposed to play Dinah did not show up to set and Kansas said, I have this dress to you fit in it. I need a Dinah in 15 minutes and Dinah was born. The fun of independent filmmaking. Yes. Yes. On the fly. Yes. How was the production process for it? You know, it was, we shot for nine days. It was really quick, but it felt really professional. Um, Kansas is really professional behind the camera and looking at every shot and everyone just became cave tribe instantly. It was just, it was just easy and it was funny and we were all laughing in between takes and it was great. That's awesome. And one of the more surreal moments of the convention for us and probably, probably for the production for you guys was running to Kalu Kaling. Yeah. How was it working with him? <laughs> um, funny enough, because I was not in the role of Dinah, I, we actually never were on set on the same day. Okay. So actually, the convention was my first real experience with Kato, and I think he is amazing. Yeah, it was. He is so funny. It was very surreal. We were walking by, and he kind of just called us out, and we we're like, Kato Kimmel's talking to us. I know. Because, yeah, it's kind of amazing. He's yeah. he has a lot of energy and he's very just you know spontaneous and yeah. he like has a lot of fun too. Yeah, and um, as we mentioned, uh, DC Butcher is part of the Troma Pictures Troma Entertainment. Yes. And how's it been working with their crew, like being involved it's, with that it, classic it was, icon? Yeah, it is. It was really really fascinating to meet Lloyd because yeah. Lloyd is like a cartoon character. Yes. A Troma cartoon character in and of itself. This from the Cannibal the musical intro 
alone. I, I know. Like, this guy has to be interesting. I mean, when you see, when you are like listening to Lloyd talk, and then you watch all of the previews before the movie, you see the kind of movies that Troma makes. Yeah. You can't not not have fun. Yeah, exactly. Because it's goofy, it's funny, it's clever, and it makes you want to make something to be creative. It's like I don't need all these special effects. I can like create special effects out of something really weird that I have in my kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Thing, yeah. You know? And um, I guess to jump into the, like you mentioned, that Kansas is your stepdaughter and everything. What was your reaction when she first started writing the script? Because I saw the trailer mention that she started at 15 when she started writing this. Um, She's, from the second I met her, she's been ambitious. So writing a script like this did not shock me. I didn't know what it really was. She's like, oh, I'm writing a script. There's cave girls, there's cavemen, you know? So I didn't really know what it would be. And the fact that that conversation is now something that just premiered at the Egyptian on, you know, on Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's like, you know, the story you want to hear. Exactly. I'm very proud. Yeah. Um, And I guess to wrap it up a little bit, um, are are you guys working on any other projects coming up? Or are you Um, just kind of gunning for BC Butcher? Right now, just working for BC Butcher, but whatever future projects Kansas does, I will support and help in any way I can. Awesome. And with Nowhere California, we do have a particular end question we like to ask, and we're going to pose it to you. What is your favorite What the Fuck movie moment? Oh, um, probably the what the fuck was, okay, I have 15 minutes to turn into Dinah, what do I do? There's no makeup, what the fuck do I do? Okay, there's chocolate cake, chocolate frosting, all over my arms, all over my face, put dirt, and there's Dinah. So that was my what the fuck moment. Awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) There you go. That was our conversation with Miranda. It was a great conversation. Enjoyed talking to her a lot. And up next is the director and writer of BC Butcher, Kansas Bowling. This girl is a creative, talented force, and honestly, there's not really much to say besides what's going to be in this conversation, so I just got to thank Kansas for taking the time out to talking with us. It was an amazing privilege, and I can't wait to see what she has coming out next after BC Butcher, but for now, here is our conversation with the creative and talented Kansas Bowling. I've been waiting all con to talk to you, and especially after... um reading all the backstory on BC Butcher, I have the privilege to say we're talking to Kansas Bowling right now. How's the con been for for you so far? Pretty good, thank you. And not a problem. I guess to jump right into it, um, I watched a trailer on YouTube about BC Butcher and it said you started writing this at 15. Yeah. <laughs> How did this idea come to your mind? Um, I wrote it when I was in high school with my friend Kenzie Givens. Um, we, uh, we both just really like movies and really did not like high school. And Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> she was very obsessed with John Waters at the time. I was very obsessed with like uh, you know Russ Meyer, Dario Argento, and iconic directors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, it's like you're reading off my DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, so we we wanted to write a script, but we also wanted to write a script that we could actually make, and we kind of just took what we had and my dad lives in Topanga Canyon yeah so we already had that setting so we decided you know why not make a, a caveman movie that's perfect <laughs> um and we talked uh, to your stepmom a little bit and that the picture is now under the trauma banner how how did that unfold um actually uh, right when I was finished shooting uh I, I didn't even have any of the footage yet because it was on 16 so none of it was even developed or anything I just sent an email to Lloyd Kaufman and he responded like the next day saying, oh, I'd love to meet with you. I'm going to be in town for like Comic-Con or AFM or something. He's like, let's, let's have a meeting. And then I went and met with Lloyd Kaufman. 
and he was really, really nice. And before even seeing the movie or anything, he, he gave me a check for post-production. That's cool. Which is very rare for trauma. Very, and, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then once I finished it, I sent it to them, and he just really, really liked it. And they decided to put it out, and it's been, like, a really wonderful experience working with trauma because Lloyd Kaufman's really sweet. He seems like, like we were talking about with Cannibal the Musical, they have an intro with him, and it's just kind of like, he just seems like a cool guy just to be able to sit down and go, just let me pick your brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about uh, how it was shot on 16mm. Was that uh, like a conscious choice? You're like, no, I got to do this on 16mm? Like, yeah. I, I guess also to throw in there, are you more of like, you want to stick with film, or do you, are you wanting to go digital? Uh, no, I don't want to go digital. I, I, um... Well, I really like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I like how it looked, and that movie um, kind of made me focus on, you know, how things were shot, and yeah. that was the first movie that kind of got me into, you know, the look of things, and so I, I did research, and I contacted the cinematographer for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I asked him what they shot on, and we talked about that, and so I wanted it to look similar to that, and, you yeah. know, then, you know, finding that out. vibe. Yeah, exactly. And then finding out, you know, a yeah. lot of my other favorite movies were also shot on 16. And I, that's just what I wanted to do. And just to to keep my integrity, I, I didn't want to go digital. I wanted it to look how I wanted And it's it. a very conscious effort. Like, like, there's some stuff I'll watch where I know it's strictly digital and it's blatantly like, where's film? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it's, it's vice versa, too. There's some that. The directors should have been like a little bit more happy with digital and stuff, but for BC Butcher and from the uh, inspirations that you're talking about and everything, film is it, it's probably the, the, honestly the best way to stick to it for the career. Yeah. Um, how how did you decide to uh, assemble the casting crew? Was there like a process that you kind of stuck to, or is it kind of like let's see who we can get our hands on? Uh, I, I use this casting service in Los Angeles called CAST, it's C-A-Z-T, um, it's, it's in Hollywood and it's like you, you just make a posting to their website, of like a casting posting and uh, whoever subscribes to their service um, submits to it yeah. and uh, so you know then I, I pick people to come in audition yeah. and that's how I got most of the, the cave women yeah. um, and then I I was friends with Rodney Bingenheimer, and so he agreed to do it, and then Rodney was friends with Cato, and then Rodney got Cato to do it, so. Yeah, that was kind of going to be my next question, too, was like, how did everything unfold with Cato? Yeah, it was actually Rodney, so, yeah. Because yeah. we had an interesting running with him. Yeah. <laughs> he was an awesome person, like, we came into this going, like, I seriously doubt we're even going to get near Cato, and he's the one that called us over, like, you, over yeah. here, get over here. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and usually, in that type of situation, I'm really usually ready to, like, fire back with barbs and everything. I'm just kind of standing there going... Yeah, he, he's very quick, and he's, he's non-stop, and that, you know, how he is in the film is how he is in real life, as, as you saw. Yes, yeah, so I went to source the end, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I ha unfortunately, I have not been able to see the movie yet, and, but during the trailer, there's a Dwayne Johnson list. Is it the Dwayne Johnson I'm thinking of, or is it the trauma Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it, is it the to real Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> I'm going to have to see I mean, and find he's, out. He's under a mask. You can't really tell. So th there's his mask right there. <laughs> that is awesome. That is brilliant. I love that. <laughs> um, I guess to get close to uh, wrapping everything up and everything, um, do you have any other projects that you're uh, plotting out, getting ready for? 
Yeah, I have a script that's uh, with a few producers right now, and we're trying to work out a deal. Hopefully something big will happen with it. Oh, definitely. And, um, the way we usually talk to people, and, and especially stands with you, if there's any way we can help promote anything or get the word out on anything, please feel free to drop us a line and we will do everything we can. Okay. And um, where can we find you online? Um, I have a website, kansas-bowling.com. It has like all of my music videos I've directed, uh, the trailer for my film. Um, also, Troma has a streaming service called Troma Now. Uh, it's at watch.troma.com. And uh, for $4.99 a month, you can watch a ton of Troma movies for free and BC Butchers on there. And um, also, I have an Instagram at Kansas Bowling. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, like I've said in every interview, uh, Nowhere California has a particular question we like to ask, and we're going to post it to you right now. Kansas, what is your favorite What the Fuck movie moment? While filming the movie? Anything. Like, uh, any movie you've watched, or if it's one, like a personal What the Fuck movie moment, anything. <laughs> Trust me. This is, this is hard. It, it, everybody has the same reaction of, wow, there's so many that comes to mind. I know. Like, one of the, like, when we first talked to said eight, like, a couple years back, his was Paris Hilton in House of Wax, which is like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> and then we uh, talked to Rob Polson, uh, the voice of, like, Yaka Warner, Pinky from Pinky the Brain, and he was his own. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know, maybe my favorite what the fuck moment is Vincent Price at the end of Beach Party. <laughs> Perfect one. That is yeah. perfect. I'm advertising the next Edgar Allan Poe movie. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty what the fuck. That is, that is perfect. Thank you, Kansas. Yeah. So much. It was awesome talking yeah. with you.